You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Almost the whole first chapter together of the book of 1 Samuel 17. And it's the story of David when he uh, stepped onto the page of making history for God. And for many of us, it's a very common story. Um, we're not going to go all the way to where he took the giant's head off. We're not going to go there, but we're going to find a few things that are going to help us understand how to stay in the game. So are you ready to read with me? Okay, let's bring it up. First Samuel 17. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Succoth, which belongs to Judah. In other words, they were gathering in Israel's area the land that actually belonged to God's people, the Philistines were actually, they encroached on land that wasn't even theirs. Anybody with me? Welcome to America right now. They're creeping into our stuff and our land and how we define family and how we define freedom. They're coming into our land, okay? So uh, let's just be real clear in the day and the hour we're in that if you don't know the day and the hour you're in, it's difficult to be prepared to be effective and to have staying power if you don't know the hour we're in. Okay, they encamped between Sukkah, Sukkah, anyway, S and Azekah in the F.A.'s diamond. Let's keep going. (laughs) And Saul, which was the leader of God's people, okay, he was leading, he represented those that believed in God, okay, he represented, in, in America would say, the church, the, the leadership of the church, the perspectives of the church, okay? Um, and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the Valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. Let's keep going. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. You ever been in a critical valley where something critical was about to happen? I would say Salt Lake City is a critical valley. I'm telling you, this is a valley worth fighting for, but, but, it's a valley that requires your fight. This was one of the problems with Saul's army. They didn't want to fight when the hour demanded a fight. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Now, I don't know what a cubit or a span is, but basically he's about nine feet tall, okay? He's a, he's a big boy. He's a large specimen. Intimidating. 
And I, and I think how we need to interpret this is he was intimidating. And the enemy that wants this land is intimidating. He's big and he's loud and he taunts. That's the voice of the hour we're in. That's the voice in America right now. It's big, intimidating, loud, taunting, challenging, mocking. This is the hour you and I live in. This is the hour you and I live in. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of his coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. I imagine that's pretty heavy, okay? I don't know what a shekel is or what it weighs, but it, I can imagine it's, it's basically saying he's well armored. And that's the mechanisms of the enemies right now. They're well protected. The battle that is facing us, um, we're up against some really tough odds. Just, just, we need to be honest that this is our battle for our day and our hour. Like Winston Churchill said, the odds were not really in Winston Church's favor. They just weren't. I mean, the odds didn't really favor him. But he still stepped out and said, not on my watch. Unless somebody is willing to stand up and say, not on my watch, not in my valley. Okay. All right, all right. Let's keep going. And he had a bronze armor on his legs, broad javelin between his shoulders. In other words, every part of him looked impenetrable. And, and that's, if, if you really are honest, if you look at the state of America and our media machine and where we are, it looks pretty flippin' intimidating. They got their bases covered, okay? Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. It had an iron spearhead which weighed a lot, and uh, a shield, shield bearer, a shield bearer went before him. Okay, then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, "This is him again, the intimidating, bullying, taunting voice." He said to them, "Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves." and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail, and I will, and kill him, then you will be our servants and serve our ideologies, our perspectives, our education mandates, we will determine how you will live your life. Here's the thing. There was a lot on the line. Church as we've known it for the last 40 years is about to change forever. And here's why. There's a lot on the line. The church has not faced the giants of the day. 
we've sang songs. We've been looking forward to heaven. I can hear the sound of heaven. I can't wait to get there. The sound of heaven right now is the sound of war. All right. Hey, I know. Just, just going to keep reading here. Just hang tight. Hang tight. Hang tight. All right. And this is what he said. I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Listen, listen, listen. I don't know if he really wanted to fight or not. Because when you're in a position of putting fear over people, all you really want to do is continue to keep them in a state of fear. Almost a spell of fear. A spirit of manipulation where you're controlling their perspectives, controlling the way they're supposed to think. And we are being taught in America that the church is not supposed to fight. We're supposed to get into line. Okay. Try that. <laughs> okay. Ah. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Wait a minute. When God's man, Saul, heard the words of the enemies that were in his land, in his land, he was afraid. Dangerous when the leader of God's people is afraid. When 365 times it says in the Bible, do not be afraid, be strong and courageous. In fact, if you're a leader for the kingdom of God, the requirement, the requirement isn't that you know the words to the new song. It's that you are strong and courageous. Yeah, I'm just saying that this, this is the new day. This is the hour, okay? If you really want to be a vessel that God uses in this hour, it's not enough to love him. You need to be somebody that's strong and courageous. Okay, now enter the scene. <laughs> Our hero, the one we're going to focus on a little bit. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse. Remember, this is the Jesse who didn't even bring him to the party when Samuel was looking for the next king. Something was going on there. Some dysfunction was in his history where he was abandoned and left out and neglected. Some, some uh, sources and students of the word say he may very likely have been born out of wedlock. So it wasn't even the son he was proud of. It was the son he was ashamed of the son he didn't want to bring to the prophet of all people you know what I mean come on but this is the one that God has selected and I just really want to say something to you your history has nothing to do with your future where you've been how you've been treated how people have seen you viewed you processed you it has nothing to do 
with whether or not God can, will, wants to use you. In fact, very often you will be the very selection he will use. It's all right. We should just get back to reading the word more, man, and just let's go, man. We are a word of God church. And we don't just read the word, we want you to read the word. Listen, 90% of the ways that God will speak to you is through this. Be a person that has an appetite to be in this. Seriously, this word is living and active, it's sharp. It speaks to the issues of your life and the issues of our day. Yeah, everything else will fade away, but this word will never, ever fade. And we need to get it in us. We need to get it in us. Awaken is a word church. Yeah, God's word married to God's power. That's what we're a part of. Listen, it does say that the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker while the house of David grew stronger and stronger. This is that day. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I feel it. We're on verse 12 already, too. I think we're only going to 19. So that would mean we're about two-thirds of the way through the reading of the Word. But isn't the Word, like, so alive? Listen, listen. Don't, Don't get awestruck by the words of men. Be astounded by the words of God. Because that is what changes lives and cities and nations and generations forever. Okay. Where were we? David was the son of Jesse who had eight sons, and the man was old, advanced in years in the days of Saul. Let's keep going. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone out to follow Saul to the battle. The names of these of his three sons who went to battle were Eliab, the firstborn. Remember, that's the one that Samuel said, surely the hand of God is on this one. Okay. Next to him was Abinadab, and the third was Shammah. Let's keep going. David was the youngest and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. Morning and evening is critical because the first thing you read in the morning and the last thing you read before you go to bed will determine your mindset. And your mindset will determine everything you do. That's why get up in the morning. First thing you absorb is God's word before you go to bed. Be in the word. This, listen, I'm going to speak to young people. Don't be dulled by the world of TikTok only. I'm just telling you, don't let that be the first thing you look at 
in the morning. I'm telling you, it's addicting for a reason. Here's what it wants. It wants to tell you how to think. It wants to numb you to sleep. It wants to lull you. Be cautious. I'm not saying don't follow it. It's fun, you know. I know a man from Russia long ago who was big and strong, and I guess you don't follow uh, Anybody with me? I can't believe I know that song. I know that song because of TikTok and Instagram Reels. Listen, I'm not saying be disconnected from culture or don't have any fun. I'm just saying be very careful what you listen to first thing in the morning and right before you go to bed. I personally, I personally am on a 100-day cleanse of social media. Not because social media is bad, but it was becoming the dominant, dulling voice. And I need to be clear right now. I need to see clear. I need to hear clearly. Listen, will I go back to social? Yeah, because it's the language of today. It's how you, it's important that we are engaged. It's important, but there has to be a time where you separate yourself from the voices of the day, the voices of the hour, where you turn things off so you can reconnect to the most important voice that will determine your destiny. Let's go. I challenge young people, I'm glad you're in here, get used, this Awakened Church will be flooded with young people. It's, listen, this ain't your grandpappy's church. This is the church of a new generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, the definition of old age, if you wanna know, if you wanna know if you're too old to be in here, I'm 51, I'm still a young pup. Young whip, whippersnapper. Here's a definition of old age. If your memories of the past outweigh your vision for the future. Young men will see visions. Let's keep reading the Bible here. But go back to that one, though. And the, Phil- yeah. and the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days morning and evening. The relentless cycle like a drumbeat, trying to get you into the rhythm of fear and thinking that, man, I must be crazy. Why don't I agree with this? Something like- you just turn that voice off long enough, eventually you'll just march to the beat. I guess vaccines aren't that bad, you know. And I'm, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't get vaccine. I'm saying I should have a choice. Uh, That's all I'm saying. If I don't want to get it, if I don't want my kids to get it, shouldn't I have a choice? But if I keep listening to the drumbeat of our media, eventually, 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 you will fall into line. The danger is dull. The danger is dull. (laughs) 
Okay. Now Jesse said to his son David, take now for your brothers an ephah. I don't know why. I only chose the New King James Version because of one phrase. And I'm going through all this stuff I don't normally read, like ephahs. I don't know what an ephah is. I apologize. Of dried grain and three and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp. Keep going. Carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousands and see how your brothers fare and bring back news to them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was this champion, the bully, the loud mouth, the taunter. The Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words that he'd been saying for 40 days and 40 nights. Morning and night, wearing us down. And all the men of his, back up, back up, back up. So David, for the first time, heard something in Israel that should not be ever spoken. Understand, we need to be the ones that when we hear something that's off, we know it's off. Something's not right with this. Something's not right here. This doesn't sound right. Welcome to Awaken. We refuse to march to the same beat of this world's drum. We refuse to march to the woke drumbeat. I'm just telling you. We are not a woke church. A woke church is a weak church. This is an awake church where when we hear things that aren't right, when we hear things that aren't right, we say, that's not right. Then as he talked with them, there was this champion, the Philistine of Gath. Goliath by name. Wait, wait, keep going. We already read that. So David heard him. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid, paralyzed in fear, uncertain, hopeless, despairing, defeated. A flag might have gone up, surrendered. It's too much. They're too big. They have too much money. They own big tech. They have everything. Dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he's come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. 
will give him his daughter and his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. In other words, as much as Saul is afraid to fight, he knows that he needs somebody to stand up. Even Saul is looking for a man. And I want you to know, the condition of the church right now, yeah, there's a lot of great leaders, a lot of great men. The church, when I say in America, the big church, there's, there's a lot of great leaders that, that are afraid and there are dreadfully concerned about the hour, but they're still looking. They're still looking for a man. They're, they're still wondering, is there somebody who will come along and rise up and make things right in America again and make things right in our land and our city and our school systems in our media and our education? Is, is there a, is, I, I'm telling you, just because they're intimidated and afraid, it doesn't mean they want evil for America. They just need somebody to step into the place, okay? We didn't come here to judge Christian leaders in America. We came to be the answer. We came to rise up and serve. We came to rise up and bring a fight. We came to restore faith. We came to restore love. We actually came to serve the church in America. Yeah. Understand. We want to be the answer. But there are, okay, then David spoke to the man because he just heard, wow, there's rewards. And I'll tell you something. If you're a person who's serving God and you want to know what's in it for me, that's fine. That's actually healthy. Listen, listen, listen. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, it might cost you a lot, but... The Gospel of Mark says any man who gives up homes or family or land or, 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 or sons or daughters for my name and the sake of the gospel will receive in this life a hundred times with persecution. Persecution's a promise for the believer, okay? If you're trying to avoid that, this isn't the path to go, okay? But if you really want to serve God and go all in, you will be rewarded, okay? Trust me, God is... God takes good care of those that do his business for him. Trust me. And David, I like this about David. He's like, what's the reward again? I get the king's daughter, huh? She's a hottie. I've been taking care of sheep, man. I get no girls back home. I got to get me something, man. Like, how do I get it? (laughs) I think sometimes we got to ask the question, what's really standing in the way from your reward? What's in the way? And if you don't identify the reward, you won't fight hard enough to take down what's in your way. You have to be reward-driven. You have to be reward-driven. You need a big board at home that has every reward that you feel God has called you to go after. Because if you don't have an eye on the rewards of God, you won't pay the price that's required to get there. Let me say this. Beautiful women are not for weak men. (laughs) 
They're not for woke men either. I'm just going to back away from that, all right? I'm just going to back away. Okay. So David's interested. He hears there's rewards on the line. Let me say this. There's spoils on the line for you too. And if you and I will gauge in the fight we were destined and born for, we will get to participate in the plunder. Yeah. Okay. David spoke to the man who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away this reproach? What I love is his passion for reward was married to the thing that irritated him. Don't think that the thing that drives you crazy about culture right now doesn't have something to do with your destiny to bring change. A lot of times the things you and I are most irritated by are the very battles that we're supposed to be winning. I'm irritated by a lot of things right now. I think that's why we started Pathfinders. Yeah. Yeah. I'm irritated by politics and government. I'm irritated by the condition of arts and entertainment and athletes. I'm irritated by the media. I'm grossly irritated by education. I'm irritated by the people that have all the power in business and finance. So I thought we'd start a move of God that would create a massive shift in Salt Lake City that would tackle every single sphere of culture and raise up giant killers in every sphere of culture. Oh yeah. We're gonna raise up incredible worship leaders. Thank God for them. We're gonna raise up incredible preachers, incredible pastors. Oh, but we will raise up politicians, school board leaders, mayors, governors, presidents, every sphere we're coming. We're coming into this city and we're coming to take it. It's our land. It's our land. It's our land. It's our valley. Oh yeah. Yeah. What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach? Don't shy away from that thing that's irritating you. Activate it. For who is this uncircumcised? It's interesting. It's interesting. We want to respond to the taunts by being nice. David just taunts right back. Who's this foul? You see what I mean? And, and like, I think the church is like, we turn the other cheek. Um, yeah, lo love your enemies. And yeah, yes. Yes. True. But fight for your children. <laughs> fight for legacy. Fight for the kingdom of God. Yeah, forgive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't harbor bitterness in your heart. As you fight, you got to forgive your enemies, okay? Because we're fighting against principalities and powers, but we are fighting for material land. We are, we are fighting for real issues. What I love about David and why God's covenant with David was so critical is not he wasn't just a worshiper. 
was a fighter. He was a man of war, uh, who had a, a heart after God, but he was also a man of war. And I want you to know two things that are going to come out of this house. Extraordinary worship. Extraordinary worship and extraordinary war. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep. We haven't even finished the scripture and we're done. Okay, so I'm going to end. I'm going to bring this home, okay? I feel such a touch of God. And the people answered him in this manner saying, so it shall be done for the man who kills him. Let's keep going. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. Wow. All we want to do is stay open. Why are God's churches mad at us? Because we just want to stay open. You'd think if the, if the city council's frustrated and they want to put a cease and desist letters on our door. Um, funny story, we had a guy... Uh, who got their first cease and desist letter, and he called Samuel Duth. And what that means is they were a church that was following our lead. They're like, wow, if Awaken can stand up to the city, maybe we could stand up too. And, and it's all fun and games until they put a cease and desist letter on your door. And he calls Pastor Samuel up, and he's like, hey, we got our first cease and desist letter. What do we do? And Sam was all excited. He's like, shoot, I want to make sure I give this guy good counsel. So he goes to Pastor Jesse who's our business pastor, Pastor Jesse's former Marine, and just a flipping stud. And, uh, and he's very faithful and very faith-filled. <laughs> and Samuel's like, what do we do? I, so-and-so church call, they want us to know what to do with our cease and desist letter. He's like, Sam, Jesse turns around, big smile on his face, opens a drawer, pulls out a stack of cease and desist letters. And he says, tell him to keep it. Listen, but if, if David's own brothers are the ones fighting against him, this isn't our fight with them. We're, we're doing, we're fighting for them. We're fighting for them. Okay, so don't, don't miss your fight. Don't, don't start fighting with the people that persecute you. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the territory. Keep your eye on the giant. It's the giant that stirred up David's brothers to frustration, okay? Keep your eye on the prize. Why'd you come down here? With whom have you left those? And he's starting to attack his smallness and his stature and his insignificance and, you know, just the way that, you know, um, God tries to get under your skin. You don't have any. Who are you? You got no business being here. Where'd you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you've come down here to see the battle. Keep going. And David said, what have I done now? This is the name of this message. <laughs> is there not a cause? And so this message, and if you'd stand to your feet as we close it, is called Cause 
problems. <laughs> and here's what I want to say in 10 years of experience of a church that's in, a ri- in revival and yet just stepping onto the battlefield we were born for. I just want to prepare us. We're supposed to be the one causing problems. If, if there's going to be giants on our land, they're our problem, and we're going to go do something about it. Okay? Days are over of us just surrendering our rights, surrendering our lands, surrendering our freedoms. They're over. They're over. You were born to fight. But I want to tell you something. When you step into the cause, you're going to have problems. And we need to be people big enough to pay the price of the challenges that come with stepping into the cause of God so that we can stay in the game until we have full victory in this city. Amen. Uh, I think I'm done. God bless you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.